Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Lawrence fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Christian Kirk! Happy Friday. We're talking about Tom McShay's mock draft. Has the Bills taking a running back in round one? Oy. Uh, we'll get your calls in on that. What would you think of that? 803-0550. Um, no, I guess I would vote very quickly. We're also spending some time as we're into off-season mode talking about the uh, looking at the Bills' opponents now for next season and uh, their off-season plans. The Bills will play Jacksonville next season, and uh, for that, we will go to our West Har- uh, Western hotline and we'll be joined by uh, Michael Duraco, ESPN Jags reporter, who's with us right now. Michael, it's Howard and Jeremy. Good morning. Thanks for coming on with us today. No, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. How's everybody doing? Good, good. We're hanging in there. And I assume people are doing well in North Florida. My things have, have changed, right, with the Jaguars <laughs> and where the direction of the franchise is after this past season. Uh, yeah, and it's significantly changed since Halloween. If we were going to talk on Halloween, you would have, uh, I would have not expected them to win maybe maybe one or two more games in the second half of the season after the way they played that month. But uh, now everybody around here is expecting them to be in the AFC title game next year. Well, at the very least, AFC South champions, right? So let's talk a little bit about, before we get into needs and what's next for Jacksonville, uh, Michael, let's talk about what this season meant for Trevor Lawrence and his development and the strides you saw him make. Yeah, you know, I had told people that last year, 2021, was such a mess and that we probably will never know the level of dysfunction inside (laughs) that building. And you can't – I mean, that's just not conducive for a young rookie quarterback to come in and learn how to play in the NFL um, and deal with all that. So – I kind of looked at this year as his rookie year, the 2022 season as his rookie year. But, you know, going into November, you know, there were still questions about whether this kid's ever going to be, you know, an elite player. And, you know, he has that bad game in in, uh, London against the Broncos, and he throws a pick in the end zone the second time he did it on the same play, did it earlier against Houston. And he was like, look, this is ridiculous. I, I need to start playing like the player I know I am. And it was almost as if he flipped a switch. And that second half of the season, from that game on, you know, he was second in the league in, in completion percentage, second in the league in passer rating, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, just had a fantastic run there. And going into the playoffs, you thought, okay, well, let's see what the kid can do in the playoffs. And then he has a bad first half and then a fantastic second half, and they beat the Chargers. And now everyone around here is – and and I'm you know I've been on the, the, the this stance for a while too that yeah this kid's headed for 
top 10 quarterback stardom. I mean, he is by far, um, in a way, the, the, the best quarterback this franchise has had in terms of talent-wise, and now he's starting to look it. And, you know, you factor that with a good offense built by Doug Peterson, uh, who has a really good way with quarterbacks. Don't forget he turned Carson Wentz into an MVP candidate. So I think it, it would be a huge, huge surprise if this kid isn't one of the four, five, six, seven best quarterbacks next year. Okay, so what's next for him specifically, Michael? I know you you did a I think you did a piece or this was one of the things you mentioned in a piece about questions about the Jaguars. What do you need to see next season? What does he need to do better, Trevor Lawrence, individually? Well, it's got to be a whole season. Got to put it together from the beginning to the end. Um, and I think part of that will be helped by the fact that it's some stability for him. It's it's the same coach. It's the same offense. It's, for the most part, the same players, uh, same offensive coordinator, same quarterbacks coach. I mean, so that familiarity should help him significantly. And, you know, they've got to get to the point, if you want to be – one of the teams that are competing in the AFC for a Super Bowl title or for an AFC championship, you've got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. You know what I mean? And and that was something that the first half of the season they didn't. They lost at home to Houston 13-6, and it was just an awful loss. And then they go on the road and, and, and lose at um, Detroit in the second half of the season. It was a bad – it was probably their worst game of the season um, in terms of just their effort level and, and the intensity. So – They've got to be more consistent, and that comes with him. And, and I think that we'll see some of that, obviously, like I said, with the familiarity, but that's where he has to make that next step. All right, what do the Jaguars need this offseason? What do they need to add? Let's start on the offensive side of the ball first, and then we'll talk about defensively what they got to do. Well, first of all, they, they need to re-sign Evan Ingram. That, that's where everything starts. Before we talk about what they have to add, they have to re-sign Evan Ingram um, because he was a massive part of this offense and Trevor Lawrence and he had a really good connection. I think that that makes that offense go. Um, I don't think the offense is effective, is as effective without him because he's such a matchup issue. Um, but after that, you know, they, they need to add another back that they can feel comfortable with in case ETN is, is um, you know, injured or just to kind of supplement him. Uh, they need to shore up the interior of that uh, offensive line in the middle there, maybe at right or excuse me, at left guard. Um, they need to upgrade from Ben Barch, Tyler Shatley a little bit there. And then, you know, look, they're, they're bringing in Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah. But I would still say they have to add a young receiver because you don't know what you're getting out of Ridley next year. You don't know if, if he's going to be the guy from 2021 or if he's going to be the guy from 2020. Um, and if he's the guy from 2020, well, then you're rolling. But if he's not, I mean, it'll be two years 23 months between games if he plays in the season opener for Calvin Ridley. So I don't know what kind of uh, drop-off we're going to see there. So um, I think they need to add a young receiver because even if, you know, it works for Ridley, you still got to have some guys behind him after Kirk and, and Zay Jones who won't be around forever. So I think those are probably the, 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 the major needs for them on offense. All right. Defensively. Um, what do you like about the defense going forward? What, flaws or holes might they need to address uh, they're pretty athletic and they can run um on defense uh the pass rush is, has got to get better i mean that that is the number one issue um and and maybe that means a better year from trayvon walker the number one overall pick uh they got to figure out what he is and where they're going to use him. they drafted him to be an outside linebacker position he didn't play much at georgia 
Um, and he is raw as a pass rusher. And, you know, you can't just rely on your athleticism here in the NFL. It doesn't work. Um, so he's got to be significantly better. They need a better year out of Josh Allen. And they've got to add a guy that can help them there. I mean, you're not going to find a 10-sack a guy in free agency that you can afford for sure. Those guys don't hit free agency anyway. Um, but that's probably their number one need. They have to add another corner. Um, Darius Williams played pretty well once they moved him outside. Um, he was the nickel corner earlier, but then got moved outside late in the season and started to play better. But I think they need to add another corner there. And then the interior of the defensive line has to be beefed up a little bit too. They've got to be better, um, you know, across the front there. And that's probably um, the three main issues on defense. And the young linebackers have to play better. Um, and you would expect that in year two. But, uh, you know, pass rush, corner, and interior defensive line have to be addressed. Final thing for you, Michael, is, is more of a big-picture thing. Uh, combo question, what's the cap situation, comma, draft pick situation for the Jags? Uh, they're $31 million over, but they'll be able to get under relatively simply. I mean, we all know the cap is actually really more flexible than a lot of people think. They can save, what, $13 million releasing Shaq Griffin, which they'll do, you know, sometime before free agency starts. Uh, and they can restructure some guys, maybe a guy like Roy Robertson-Harris, uh, Rayshon Jenkins, the safety, uh, maybe even Christian Kirk, get a little money ahead, uh, you know, up front and push some cap space or cap hits into the future. Uh, nine draft picks, um, you know, sitting there at 24, 25, whatever you want to say, just because there's, you know, a voided pick there. Um, you know, I, I think they've got the ability to add a couple of key pieces uh, in the draft, and, and I think they should target corner with that first pick if they're able to corner or even tight end. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the tight ends drops because, you know, don't forget they had Zach Ertz in Philly and, and Doug Peterson was there. They drafted Dallas Goddard. So um, I would think those would be two of the areas that they might look at in that first round. Jags on the Bills schedule, the one of the uh, crossover against the first place team games on the schedule next season michael duraco covers the jags for espn michael thank you for joining us in the supposed nfl offseason we appreciate your time thanks guys for having me you bet michael duraco with us on the wester hotline and you would think the jags would be a heavy preseason favorite titans are trending backwards houston is still rebuilding and lord knows what the Colts are doing these days so uh, you would think jackson would easily win that division next season I was just looking up things that happened in 2005. <laughs> I don't what? Um, I actually am. Well, there's two things in my head. One, why? And then two would be, what did happen in 2005? Well, are we talking like 05, 06 sports season? Um, hockey team was good. Hockey team was good. The reason I was looking it up, we, we were started, coming out of the lockout. We started together in November of 04. And then there was a lockout. And there was a lockout. But the reason I was looking this up is with your last day coming up two weeks from today. Yeah. So one of the one of the best stats of about the Bills drought is that Ladanian Tomlinson was drafted <laughs> and played and elected to the Hall of Fame during the Bills drought. It really is amazing. It really unbelievable. He drafted when, when you think, you know, however long you're gonna play, and then what do you gotta you gotta wait like five, five years. years? Five years, yep. And and whatever. So, that in mind, that happened for this show. That is Demarcus Ware. He was drafted, played, and elected to the Hall of yeah, Fame. This year's class. That's while right. we've been on.
Man, you are old. Yeah. This is a lot happening, and you're old. Um, you let me know. I don't have. I, I'm trying to remember the first time Antoine Winfield's kid comes to mind. I'm trying to remember the first time I had a moment where it was that. Oh my God! This kid who was just drafted, I covered his dad's career, and now he's in the league. Like I don't know if you've had that yet. I don't think I mean, you would have. You've been on it's 18 years. Antoine I Winfield is that. I mean, I was talking you about were here Antoine about Winfield. Winfield. Okay, yeah. you were here for Winfield. All right, so that those are going to happen more often. Uh, I mean, it, it, oh yeah, it happens fairly regularly now. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I mean, I watched Marvin Harrison well, Sr. True. at Syracuse. Yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's Aronde Gadsden Jr. He plays at Syracuse. Oh, does he? Yes, All he right. does. I watched your dad play. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool moments. I look forward to you having more of those. I did get some, you know, one of, it's funny. I, you do have two weeks. Uh, you're going to be off my final week. You're back Friday for the final show, right? Yes. So you do have plenty of time to find a very nice gift for me for a going away gift. Oh, yeah. Someone did tweet and suggest that you should just get something out of the vending machine. Would be the, and I think they're right, actually. That would be the most appropriate gift. Preferably, actually, you know what would be really appropriate getting fruit out of the vending machine yeah. would be an appropriate gift i'm going to commission the most delicious apple pie you've ever seen i'm gonna bring in an apple pie is there such a thing as a delicious oh, they're apple all delicious pie? apple pies yeah so can apple pie be made with any kind of the eight million apples that are out there or is apple pie no. specifically made by certain brands of apples kinds of apples yes there I are mean, there, I'm a non -fruit guy, there so. are there are apples for pie granny smith is a great example it's good in pies bad to eat Oh, really? Some people get mad at me for that. But, yeah, it's not supposed to just be – Granny Smiths are terrible, but you put them in apples. Hmm. You put them in apple pie. All right. Which, which, like, you wouldn't use, I don't think, best apples for apple pie. Granny Smith, Honeycrisp, Golden Delicious, uh, John of Gold, Brayburn, yeah, Northern Spy. Yeah, I didn't know that spy. was a thing. I didn't know you could have the wrong apples to put in a pie. Well, different, pie, different apples will make a different pie, yeah. Yeah. How many chocolate pies are you going to buy for me? Don't buy apple. Get something chocolate. Man, what are we gonna do? Slim Jims. So March third, that is deadline day. We should. There should be some sort of station event. So you're gonna. Let's get... all go out to a bar at 10 a.m. right after the show. At 10 a.m. We'll watch TSN or we'll listen to GRB nonstop coverage of the trade deadline. We'll toast you. We'll say goodbye. But don't you know that how many years now has the trade deadline and TSN been watching these guys stand around and go? Yeah, we got nothing going on. And then whatever trade is announced, it's so inconsequential. Like if Chickren's traded before the deadline or Meyer or both. That probably happens. That those, those March kind of, 3rd could be really boring. Those kind of trades happen the week of the deadline or two weeks before sometimes. By the way, funny. This is good. This trick, I totally forgot this. I'm getting tons of tweets, right? And I wanted to mention to you, one of the things that's been really cool is we've been together 18 years, right? Yes. So a lot of stuff has happened over 18 years. One of the things that's been really cool is as people have tweeted in, they'll pick one thing that has stuck with them over 18. Like multiple people have tweeted, hey, congratulations. I hope you'll sit down and eat fruit. Uh, yeah. People will tweet and go, are you still going to hunker down? Like the things that it's of 18 years, they pick out something of course the most popular tweet is are you going to do pick the bills yes i did have someone say jeremy should get you a vending machine my point is we do different things different bits if you will that are not regularly done but 18 years later stick in someone's brain one guy one guy i mean they tweeted about the air well, raising arizona 
no. or inspiring Edmonton. You, you will never get this. The draft drills. You will never get Guess this. Guess the prospect. No. I mean, people tweeted about rants, favorite rants. Take a seat. No. Oh, I remember. Forget about take, take, a, take a seat on Fridays. Trial. On trial. Take a seat Fridays. Take a seat. Take a seat. Hmm. Was this a thing we used to do or we did one no, time? No, it's a rant I had and this one tweet, this guy said, love listening to you guys, blah, 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 blah. I will never forget where I was when this rant happened. When you ranted about. It's not even a great rant, but it's it was a tweet. like, um, And he, he said, he was like, I want to say he was like driving on the south, one of the bridges on Grand Island. Never forget where I was when you said, you'll never get it. I mean, I'll I don't never even know get to, it. It was a trade deadline pickup. Bob, by the Sabres. Oh, it's Bob freaking Corkum. There you go. Yeah. I didn't think you would get it. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, I, Bob I freaking Corkum. You know Corkum. what? I remember where I was when you said that, too. I was in this chair. I was, was going to say, I was looking at you like, where were you? You would have been sitting across no, the table. No, I was, I was here me. for all that stuff, yeah. But that's funny, right? Like, of all, like 18 years, and, and we've lived through a Corkum. drought with the Bills and the Sabres. We've covered, we've talked about playoff games, we've talked about conference finals, all that. And the guy tweets and says, hey, thanks very much. I'll never forget where I was when you went off on Bob freaking Corkum as the trade move the Sabres made. How about how upset you were when Scott Gomez took out Ryan Miller? You, I, you you're, were you you're were not you, allowed to mention his you name. You lost sleep. I did. I had nightmares about that. <laughs> I would wake up and, you know, look, from time to time, you do the same thing. We dream about the show. I have yeah. dreams about the show. I have dreams where you and I are sitting in this studio and we're talking about whatever the heck we're talking about. I woke up one morning and had a nightmare about Scott. I'm not even saying his name. Honestly. Scott freaking Gomez. This might sound crazy. That bothered me more than Lucic. I hate Lucic. But Gomez, really, the Lucic thing didn't, I was obsessed with the Gomez thing. Lucic was, I was not. I just, I always hated Lucic. I think he's a bum. I can't believe he's still in the league. He played the other day when they played Calgary, right? Mm -hmm. Gomez, yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Oh, that, that and Johnny Boychuk. That still bugs me to this day. They would have won that series. That will save the this Boston for, series. We'll save this for March third. I'll give me two weeks to try and remember all the things we did over the last eighteen years. Yeah, I think they wouldn't. Have, it's not like they would have gone to a cup, but they would have beat the Bruins in that series. I'm completely convinced of that. Do you remember? They won the division that year, right? Wasn't that the division winning team that lost to that, Boston? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because when they lost to the Flyers, they didn't win the division. No, that they year. were the seven seed that year. Yeah, they they lost to Boston. Would have beat Boston because they lost. They won Game One, and they Vanek was injured in two, here, here in Game Two. That's right. Would have won that series. Now I don't know who they would have played in the next round, but whatever. That neither here nor there. They would have won that series. He, Johnny Boychek robbed me of a playoff series win, which, as it turns out, the last playoff series win was two thousand. It was the Rangers. It was the Drury Seven? goal. Seven? Yeah. Yeah. It was Drury and wow. Max in game six and then winning or game in game five, then winning game six. That's right. That's their last years ago. That's their last series. Sixteen years playoff ago. series win. Yeah. Yeah. So Boychuk robbed us of that. Go get Hey, by the way, former saver Johnny Boychuk. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Don't forget. Yes. They had his With rights ben too. Bishop. Won't he and Bishop go in the Sabres Hall of Fame? <laughs> I guess. Thank you for your contributions former to the Sabres Saber, cap. Johnny Boychuk. Man. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm spinning into a rabbit hole, and I, again, we shouldn't do this. All right, we'll get a break in. Actually, before we go to break, how about this for a memory? The Columbus trip. I did not have fun that trip. What are you talking about? No, you made me do that trip, and you blew. I mean, you. It was fun for you. 
It was incredibly fun. Yeah. Well, we got a bus full of listeners. Okay. You, me, Hager, Nick Mendola. Hager's still hung over from that trip. To this day, he's probably still hung over. We got everybody to meet at the same bar. Yeah. That was- you walk in the bar and That's they all the start chanting, hose. That's the hose, part I didn't hose, like. Hose. You should understand. Yeah, you love the spotlight on you. You know, you're, you're people don't know this. Jeremy is a shy person. <laughs> And and I that's why I didn't like like we walked in and then they're all, I'm like oh come on please give me a break you know what the best part of that was actually walking into the arena with all the Saber fans it was a lot with let's go Buffalo chance and the game itself I mean, the the Saber fans took over the building that night and they lost yeah well they didn't play particularly well no they played terribly Dan what? did Dan Pae score in that game oh god good sure I don't remember a thing about that game other than them like, losing I feel like there was a breakaway. A breakaway goal or a breakaway... But I don't go to a lot of road games. You've probably gone to more road bills and Sabre games than I have. But I, I just thought, when we walked into the building with all the Sabre fans, that felt really cool. Like, yeah, Buffalo's here. You know? And that was awesome. I love that part of it. Is that 0506 or 0607? That's 0607. They're wearing the slugs on that trip, right? Man, your memory is outstanding. I don't know what they were wearing. They were wearing Sabre's colors. I have no idea which I mean, the Sabre's colors change. I know, but I don't... I, I'm sorry, I just remember Hager being what, hung over. What there, month so. of the year would it have been? How about January 26th? That's when it was. January 26th, yep, 2007. They lost 3-2 to two to the Blue Jackets. Rented a limo bus, right? We did. Yeah. We took, like, what, were there, like eight or ten people with us? All right, let me see what happened here. I think Mandola was on, right? Nick was on that trip, too. Mandola and Hager went on that trip. Okay, they're up 2-1 after two. They lose 3-2. Rostislav Klesla. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I don't know what do you want from me here. Who's they on the... firing the? Ca- oh. Were they firing the cannon back then? Of course, we went to Columbus that day to see Sergei Fedorov, who played who played for the Blue Jackets in that game. Yes, really? wow. Sergei Fedorov was a Blue Jacket. They... It was one hundred percent January of 07. Was it? All right. Yep. Were they firing the cannon back then? Do you recall? Probably. All right. Hmm. That was fun. Hey, let's give away some tickets. Uh, coming up, Dave Buchanan, by the way, is going to join us. A little Daytona 500 preview. That's coming up Sunday. Mr. Fast Track on the way. We have a pair of pavilion tickets. Win them before you can buy them to see the Dave Matthews Band, June 14th at Darien Lake Amphitheater. Tickets are courtesy of LiveNation.com. Call now and call 221-4947. 221-4947. If you're caller number five, Evan will give you the pair of tickets. 221-4947. If you don't win the tickets... They are going on sale this morning at 10 o'clock at LiveNation.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Can't take a chance on trying to back up to him at this point. Off turn four to the line. Almirola making bacon. About that. Oh, man. That How about that save for Todd Gillen? That saved him and a lot, whole lot of other cars. Wow. Incredible save for Gilliland, who ends up seventh, while Almirola gets his second career dual win. Hey, Jonah 500. Sunday. Sunday's a good sports day. Got Daytona, which is... Early-ish. Oh, yeah. 2.30. And the golf will be late golf because it's, oh, it's, it's West Coast golf. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. XFL weekend. Yep. I know you're a big fan. Bat- I'll, I'll, I will you, watch. You still uh, Battle Hawks all the way? Um, you get the full back I tattoo, the, I was right? going to run by the nicknames and tr- see who you wanted me to root for. Like, the, which team I should pick. The Vipers. I have the names in a moment. Okay. We'll get to that in a moment. I'm very excited about this, actually. i got to find. I will watch. I'll watch at least one, one game just to see the rules changes and stuff they're doing. So Sunday, and we got a Bandits game tomorrow night, by the way, which means we got to go talk to Dave Buchanan. Because, A, Mr. Fast Track will tell us about Sunday's uh, Daytona 500. And I still have to see if he can get together and watch an F1 race with me. And he'll also get a shout-out in for the Bandits because Dave's our sideline reporter on the Bandits games, and they're playing tomorrow night at home as well. Uh, Mr. Buchanan, happy Friday. How you doing? Howard, Jeremy, good morning. Howard, I'll be calling you for help with my XFL fantasy draft later today. <laughs> Josh Gordon is in the XFL. There's my there. Take Josh that's, Gordon. That's the second half of the announcement that Howard is uh, done on March third. He's going to become a full time XFL fantasy writer. Why not? Russ Brandon and Doug Whaley are working the league. You there think you that won't, I can't get a job? You've got connections. Or I'll be a scout. Hey, uh, Mr. Buchanan. So Sunday, uh, what do I need to know? Who? Let, let's start with. Um, let's get right to the cha- cut to the chase here. Who are the favorites in this year's Daytona Five Hundred? Uh, it's Daytona, so you could stick all 40 names in a hat and pull one out, and you'll have no. 
<laughs> well, it is Daytona, so half the field could wreck. You never know. But uh, I think some of the favorites come out of the Ford camp. I think uh, I, I always say Joey Logano's maybe the best super speedway racer in NASCAR. He won his uh, dual race mm-hmm. last night. So Joey Logano, the defending series champion, always a favorite in Daytona. So is his, his Penske racing teammate, Ryan Blaney, has been an odds-on favorite all week. And he pushed Austin Sindrick to the win last year in this race. He's got three super speedway wins. So obviously I'm looking at them. Um, I, 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 um, Kyle Busch, too. Kyle Busch is driving for a new team this year, Richard Childers Racing. He's no longer with Joe Gibbs, no longer the M&M's car. He's in the eight car now. Uh, this will be Kyle Busch's 18th attempt to win the Daytona 500. It took Daryl Waltrip 17 times. It took Dale Earnhardt 19 times. I think this might be Kyle's year. And now that he's in a Chevrolet, uh, which the RCR cars, they always have good power right Daytona. Those are some guys I, I'm looking at as well, too. And uh, the, the Hendrick cars are always strong. But, yeah, there's there's a good eight to ten names that you could go off of. And I'd even mention Denny Hamlin, too, who's won the race three times. Hey, let me jump to more of a bigger picture thing. Because, uh, you know, you you know I'm, I'm, I love F1, but I'm not, you know, up on NASCAR as much as I am on F1. What is the state of NASCAR these days? Uh, I think it's a state of... Um, I think the, the the fall that is that is that the sport has had since like the crash of 2008. I think that has stabilized. Yep. I think they're they're searching for that next big thing. They're looking for their uh, their F1 moment where they can grab the country's attention once again. They're trying that. They did it the the clash at the Coliseum that we saw a couple of weeks ago. They're trying it with the street race in Chicago this summer. Uh, they want to get a race back in New York City. Uh, that's one of their stated goals they want to expand into mexico and canada you know they're looking for something to grab everybody's attention uh they haven't found it yet the this the, the next gen car uh stars like bubble wallace you know they're they're trying everything to try and grab the the buff uh, the 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 american sports attention so uh at least the sport is stable right now ratings are, are pretty much stable uh, the advertising is pretty stable. They, they they are up for a new TV agreement in a year or two. That'll be interesting to see how that goes because the teams want a bigger share of the money. But I think, like I said, stable is a good and expanding are, are two good words to describe the sport. Do, do they or could they or do they, do they have their equivalent of drive to survive? Is there anything that NASCAR does? Like we see the success F1 has had and how many fans they have gotten in the United States from that show Tennis is doing it now on Netflix. Um, the PGA Tour has a show like that that just moved on to Netflix this week. Does NASCAR do anything like that? Or if they don't, should they? Uh, they they have been trying it. Last year during the playoffs, they had a show on USA Network because that's part of their deal with NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. They had a similar show on NBC Network. Uh, Bubba Wallace did one of those. I think it was on Netflix. So they've tried their hand at it. They they haven't you know hit like the F one, but obviously they've they've seen them that that has worked for Formula One, and they're they're trying to duplicate it, but it hasn't caught on. All right, hey the 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 schedule this year. A two part question, Dave. Are they back at the Glen, and what are the highlighted races? Obviously Daytona is a huge one. What are some of the other highlights on the schedule this year? Yeah, NASCAR is back at Watkins Glen. They keep selling out Watkins Glen year after year. The last few years, Michael Prince up, a Western New York native, and his staff do a great job over there. They'll be racing there. I think it's uh, it's around August 18th. It's that that weekend. I, I don't have the exact date in my head, but it'll be the usual uh, ARCA Xfinity Series, NASCAR Cup Series triple header weekend. A lot of other great short track racing in that area that weekend is too. So yeah, they're back at Watkins Glen. I mentioned they're running on the streets of Chicago mm. this July. Wow. Uh, you know, 
try, trying something different. Uh, we've already had the Clash of the Coliseum, but, you know, all the big dates are on the schedule. The Southern 500 at Darlington, uh, Charlotte Memorial Day weekend, the race on the road course at the Brickyard. They're going back to Circuit of the Americas, dirt race at Bristol. You know, all these uh, fun races are back on the schedule um, for this year. Um, so definitely uh, it should be a good season for the sport. Before we let you go, you will be at KeyBank Center tomorrow night for the Bandits game. Uh, give us an update and uh, let us know how things are going with the Bandits season. Yeah, tomorrow night, 7.30. It's wing night at KeyBank Center for the Buffalo Bandits, who are 7-2 and two in a three-way tie for first place in the NLL East. Dane Smith, the reigning league MVP, leads the league in scoring right now. The Bandits are on a three-game winning streak uh, against a pretty good Philadelphia team that just picked up some good scoring in Mitch Jones. Uh, the Bandits are at the halfway point of their season, and they're they're really good once again this year. Last year it was kind of all on the offense. This year's team I think is a little more balanced, but uh, they definitely have all the pieces. They've still got Dane Smith and Josh Bird, and they've still got Matt Vince in the pipes. They've got a bigger, more physical defense, and their transition game has been playing amazing this year with guys like Nick Weiss and Ian McKay and Steve Priolo. So can I say they're better than last year's team that made the finals? Maybe not there yet, but they're they're pretty darn close despite some of the players they lost in the offseason like Connor Fields and haven't gotten Chase Frazier back and Chris Cloutier's hurt. But uh, this is still a very good Bandit team. It's going to be a fun second half of the season. Uh, good seats still available tomorrow night for KeyBank Center. Enjoy your busy sports weekend, sir. Yes, go ahead, Jeremy. No, no, you're good. I'm after. Enjoy your busy sports weekend, and thank you for the dual update. Uh, looking forward to it, Howard. Uh, I know I sent my tweet out to you the other day, but congratulations on your career. Uh, back in the fan TV WNSA days when you'd have Larry Ott on you and Bridget oh, yeah. would have Larry Ott on to yeah. talk about racing. Yeah. I always got a kick out of that to, to have that role with you here at WGR. Uh, it's really special to me, so thank you for that and congratulations. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. Appreciate it, man. Have a nice weekend. You too, guys. Mr. Fast Track, Dave Buchanan on our Wester Hotline. Daytona. By the way, F1, two, two weeks from today, Drive to Survive. Survive, three weeks from Sunday, race one of the season. Very good. Adding to the list of things this weekend, I mentioned Daytona, late golf at Riviera. It's the NBA All-Star Game. Now, I know what you're thinking. All-Star Game, who cares? The Elam ending. They're still using it. Oh, they're doing that. They're still using the Elam ending, which, if you don't know what that is, you get to... Here's how several basketball leagues do use this format. It is an answer to how games end Mm -hmm. terribly. Free throws, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, instead, they turn the clock off, and they go to a target score based on what the score is. So the East will need 12 points to win, and the West will need 17 points to win. And whoever hits the target score first wins the game. Mm-hmm. They did it. They've done it for a couple of years now. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I know it'll probably never be instituted for actual NBA games. I was but it is about that. Yeah. perfect for an all-star game because the one thing – you want in an all-star game that you don't often get is players trying yeah and the elam ending makes them try i would think coaches at the very least would scream bloody murder if they actually tried to institute this in the regular season game you know well you, you need fewer points to win the game yeah but i've played the whole game and i'm leading why give the you know yeah i would i doubt no one ever you has anybody used anything like this in re, in a real game i don't think so the score is calculated by adding the leading team's points from the first three quarters and adding 24, for whatever reason, 24. Mm. So if it's 130 to 125 after three quarters, they then set the target score, 154. Yeah. First team to 154 wins. No clock. 
perfect for it. Like you said, it's that's perfect. Fine. Like Pro Bowls, All Star Games, three on three, NHL All Star Games, fine. Do everything you want to do. I still check out the the showdown, the skills competition, right? You know, I still always like watching the NBA stars show off their skills from that. I actually like that more than I would have watched the game. Yep. And same thing in hockey too. I mean, really, I would watch skills competition stuff. I did it with the NFL. I didn't I don't think I checked the flag football game out at all, but I watched the skills competition they did. I thought that was ra- rather entertaining. So they they do do the uh the Elam rule in the basketball tournament, you know what? Yep. Like, oh, that's right. Bayheim's yes. army, blue collar U. Yep, UB's been in that and that. Yeah. I like I do it's like a, that actually. It's a very cool format. Yeah. You're going to get a game-winning shot every time. And it's pressure-packed. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you know, you're the team that's trying to close it out. The other team's maybe 4 or 5 points behind. It feels like it's a really pressure-packed situation yep. for you to get that next bucket. And you get that spot where one more to win it for mm-hmm. team LeBron. They miss their shot back the other way. Okay, right. chance to close the gap a little bit more. And that's why it's a big shot. The team mm-hmm. that finally puts it away, to, you know, it's, that's a really important shot. Obviously, to, I, I love that in the in the basketball tournament. So that's on Sunday. Look at X- this good XFL. sports weekend. XFL, you ready? Battle Hawks? Uh, no Battle Hawks. What's St. Louis or is it the USFL? Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, St. Hey. St. Louis Battle Hawks. All right, like I don't know my Battle Hawks. So your St. Louis Battle Hawks. Okay, with... give, me, give me the t- give me the city. By I the think, way, I think I can get them all. St. Louis Battle Hawks quarterback. Oh my God, was he? Hang on a second. Give me one second. I know we're not supposed to do this Is on it the, the air. The trick shot quarterback from YouTube. No, no. I'm just trying to see. Yes, he was here. That's right. A former Bill. A.J. McCarron, but I already looked that up. What are you doing? <laughs> At his age, I'm trying to keep his memory sharp. This is why we do these well, things. Here's the memory game. Give me the city. I'll tell you the name of the XFL team. I All feel, right. I feel good about let's this. Let's start in the North Division. You already got St. Louis. Yeah. D.C. Defenders. Correct. And there it's is terrible. You name. could mix this up with the USFL, so I understand. I, yeah. Seattle. Mmm, boy. I don't even remember this name. The, the, the Rainiers. The no, it's, it's, it's something. Dragons. Sea Dragons. There you go. Okay. Sea Dragons. Very good. How do you know this stuff? <laughs> because All right, because these are the dragons. worst names ever. And the other team is Vegas. The Vegas... Gamblers. Alliteration. Vegas Vipers. Correct. You just named the North Division. The South Division. Welcome to your Arlington... R- Rattlers. Close. Rangers. Close. Rats. No. Outlaws. Another uh, name for outlaws with an R. Wait, I said Rangers and you said it was close? Well, you had an uh, R. How's outlaws close to Rangers? No, R. Rangers. First letter of the of the nickname is an R. I thought you said it was the outlaws. Well, this is another derivation. This is another name for an outlaw. A with an R. Oh, renegades. A renegades. Renegades. Arlington Renegades. Houston. Comets, rockets, space stations. No, I think more physical. Bulls. Brahma, Boy, the, the Brahma Bulls. Boy, that guy, he's really a... Hunk. Roughneck. Okay. Hunk. Think more physical. The Houston hunks? Yeah. Let's do it. Why not? What do you do for the logo? <laughs> uh, Orlando. Breakers. I don't even know where to I'm go. I'm pretty sure the anymore. Orlando Breakers was the team in the television show oh, Coach. A baseball team has changed its nickname to this. The Guardians. The Orlando Guardians. Yeah, that's right. And the San Antonio. I think it's a type of a bull. It's the Brahma Bulls. I yeah, knew there was right. the Brahma Bull Brahma, in there somewhere. Yeah. San Antonio Brahma. Well, I'm excited about this season. How could you not be excited? I mean, come on. You've got um, A.J. McCarron. 
You've got the the legendary Paxton Lynch playing in this league for Orlando. Uh, Vegas linebacker Vic Beasley okay. is going to play for the Vipers. Josh Gordon. Do you remember Marquette King? Punter? Punter, yeah. Big, big booming leg. Swag punter for the Raiders. He wore number seven. Jordan, oh, is it Tamu? He, he was cool. He would like dance after punts. Jordan Tamu. He's played before. Maybe it was XFL, USFL, or Alliance. He's been in one of these leagues before. That's about it. I got no other names that I recognize on this list. It's hmm. uh, Martavis Bryant. Yeah. Okay, he's in the league. Clemson receiver, played with the Steelers. Brett Hundley, former Packer, right? Sure. Yeah, he played in Green Bay. UCLA he? quarterback? I believe so. But wasn't he in Green Bay on their depth chart at some point? That sounds right. He would have played, I think he would have actually gotten in regular season games. Speaking of Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was drafted the first year of this show. Has he emerged That's from how long it's been. confinement? The is fact he, we haven't, he heard, haven't heard from him in three days means he must be in some sort of darkness retreat. Is this like a Punxsutawney Phil thing? When Aaron Rodgers comes out, does he see his shadow wearing a Vegas jersey? Yeah, either the Raiders or the Jets. By the way, the Jets, That's right, the Jets, the, the Jets are, Jets are, ready, hard after are, are ready to trade for Lamar, too. Is that right? I didn't see that. The Ravens are not trading him, right? What? I mean, I mean, if you're trading Lamar Jackson, what, what do you... Are you competing anymore? What do you what what message are you sending? What are you doing at Baltimore if you're trading Lamar Jackson? What are you doing? Adding draft picks and taking a guy at the top? Go get a running back, I guess, and just run the ball forty times a game. I know we got a break. All right. Let's break. And we'll come back and wrap up the show. Extra point show with Sal coming up at ten. Stay tuned for that. WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Matt Beauvais, who is uh, uh, on that podcast with Sal Capaccio, is here in our studio. He's going to do something on us for Channel 7. Uh, rumor has it he's going to want us to recreate you show, uh, throwing the shoe at me. All right. So I can do that. Are you wearing, like... Loafers. Light, like maybe Always. penny loafers, they're good. They can slide right off. Okay, not high tops or something like that would actually hurt. So, yes, uh, actually uh, they are, and it's we'll, t- we'll let you know when it airs. So, between all the days you still have off. Which is more than I'm working. I yes. have more off days than I'm working yes. in the next True day. legend status when you announce your impending departure and retirement and still take a ton of days off. It's on brand. We only have three shows left together. I know. Well, why? One of us is because taking three days off my final I'm week. I'm actually going to take a little bit of time of vacation. You yes. couldn't wait another week or two? I Man, mean, time off. Actually, get. no, I probably couldn't. Who would wow. work here? 
I mean, we don't know who would work here. It's a fair point. I'm not really sure. No. Um, yeah, so somebody did tweet. You know, first off, I'm not retiring. It's being I'm not retiring. I'm just not, as I said, I'm not doing this. Yeah, I'm not retiring. I'm just not doing this but anymore. Someone did tweet and said, you mean you hadn't already left yet? Hmm. Ha, ha, ha. You're never on the air anymore. So, yes, we have three shows left. You're going to be able to make it through okay? Um, have you thought about what you're getting me for a going away gift? I mean, I don't want to put pressure on you. Yeah, I've thought about it. Mets World Series title you can't I, really get. I was told it's the thought that counts. Just ah. thinking about it counts, right? The thought counts. You're not getting me like a the name a planet after me or anything? We already named a star after you. You did. I got you an auto, I got you an autographed Matt Harvey jersey. It is in it is in a frame in my basement as we that speak. That happened. That that actually was This it. guy got me a granola bar out of the vending machine once for a birthday and I got him an autographed Matt Harvey jersey. Other gifts from you. Signing me up for Patriots Insider. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, funny. I mean, like, thanks. That was really funny. Thanks. I'm gonna get you a ticket for. Listen, what, what is it? What for Brady? Whatever movie. Eighty it is? for Brady. I'm gonna get you a ticket. You did get me the Diggs bobblehead. I was thinking, which is a very popular item in the house because when the kids get upset, we say, "Do you want to go say hi to Diggs?" Oh, really? They go over and they say hi to Diggs, and they t- they pat him on the head. They don't like yell at Diggs for yelling at Josh Allen. No. Like they don't scream at the bobblehead. Why do no. you yell at Josh? They like Diggs, so that's been a, a positive development. Honestly. I that's probably the only really good gift I ever got you in all these years of buying Christmas presents. What else? I don't think I ever got you anything. I mean, I got you hoodies. Hoodies. Over, hoodies. Probably Syracuse stuff at some point. Yep. Let's face it. The Patriots inside was genius. We got you a sweatshirt from Howard University, the Howard Bison. I have And on that. the sweatshirt, it just says Howard. Howard. I still have that. <laughs> it's yeah. a good sweatshirt. No, I still have that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Named a star after you. I don't know how you beat that. I'll see if I can find like a solar system and call it the Jeremy White solar system. There's got to be a way to do that. Or maybe some black hole somewhere. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. How old is he? Uh, Let's see if he played in the If early Tiger 80s. is 47, then Michael Jordan is 62. 40. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's got to be in his early 60s, right? Because he would have been, he was at Carolina, left Carolina in what, 81 or 82, early 80s? He is 60. 60, 60 today. He's my age. I didn't know. I thought I would have been like a lot older than Michael Jordan. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. You were okay. All right. Um, <laughs> let's step aside, shall we? On that note, it's uh, Joe, too. My apologies. Joe is also doing the Extra Point Show with Sal. They are coming up in a moment. Have a great weekend. And Monday, we'll just, you know, we'll recap the XFL weekend. So I look forward to that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.